Welcome to the Healthpreneur Show with Uriel Kine. We're so glad you're here. Every episode, we're going to bring advice and conversations with experts that will help you grow your health business. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Yuri here and uh, another amazing guest for you today. Her name is Sarah Fennell. The last time we saw each other, I think we're having dinner at the keg. I think that was when it was. Um, but if you don't know who Sarah is, she's another amazing online fitness professional, not just a fitness professional, but an amazing coach in the online space. And she's been in this space for a long time. Uh, she's been in the coaching space online since 2011 and building audiences with her amazing social media superpowers uh, since 2009. She was named one of the top 100 internet retailers for her fitness programs, helping hundreds of women transform their bodies and gain back their confidence. And since 2016, she's worked with thousands of passionate service providers to build an online coaching business and maximize their organic social media marketing while living in alignment and becoming the best versions of themselves, which is awesome. Sarah, welcome to the Health Runner Show. Hi, Yuri. Awesome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, we, last time we talked was at the keg. And I think that was like two years ago. That's, I know, it's crazy. Yeah. And the world has definitely, there's a lot happened since then. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit has happened. So I'd love to just kind of dive right in if that's cool. Like 2020 was uh, obviously, especially like in Ontario where we are, um, a bit of a, a rude awakening. How did you guys adapt? Like how did you pivot, adapt, stay relevant during lockdowns and all that, all that stuff? Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting because we host an annual summit, the Canadian Fitness Business Summit, which was March 15th. And that, yeah, so we, that we didn't even know if that would happen. Yeah. And uh, then everybody went into lockdown and our niche prior to COVID was gym studios, uh, personal training studios, that type of thing. And when COVID hit, we quickly had to shift and pivot to help people in the online space, which was my zone of genius. Um, Joe came from the offline world. I was always online. And so we had to rebuild our entire model while helping clients, while gaining new clients. So 2020 was uh, a stress on the adrenals to say the least. <laughs> now we're in recovery mode. Yeah, that's awesome. What did, what did you learn about yourself in that process? Resiliency. For sure, 100% resiliency and just the ability to almost be the eye of the storm with everything else going going on around us and just staying centered and grounded. It's an important, I don't even, I don't even know if it's a trait. It's just, a, I don't even know what the right adjective is, but yeah, I, I would agree resiliency is huge. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and what are like, I mean, if you're okay sharing this, like maybe what's one big thing that, um, you know, maybe not a lot of people know about like what you experienced last year or, you know, in the last year or so, um, that was a big challenge for you on the business side. And, and how did you, how did you move through that? Yeah. Well, um, like I mentioned, we hosted our summit and on day two of our summit, we always offer, uh, you know, for those interested in working with us to come for lunch and it's a bit of our, our sales model. And, you know, we secured into six figures worth of business at that summit, for studio owners. And we had to let all of those contracts go as soon as COVID hit because none of it was, uh, everything was so up in the air and everybody wanted to put a pause. Uh, so we, our Q2 projections went out the window and we had to salvage that and kind of take that on the chin and rebuild our whole model while staying sane for our clients as well. And 
um, it was it was extremely challenging, but you know we bounced back and like what I said, resiliency. And as a like, if you're a business owner and you know how to market and sell and put an offer together, you're always able to be resilient through anything. Yeah. Um, and so that was our biggest challenge was just our entire 2020 plan was thrown out the window and, and just trying to salvage it as quickly as possible. Hmm. Were there changes within like the the company, the team? Did you have to like bring people on, let people go? Was there any changes there at all? Yeah, we um, we had a team of five. Um, we went down to a team of one. Um, and yeah, so that was a little bit hard and we didn't know if we'd be bringing them back on. Um, we had a videographer who was on full time with us, uh, that type of thing. We never ended up bringing her back. So yeah, there was a lot, a lot of shifting, um, yeah. a lot of shifting. Yeah. So what are you excited about now, 2021? Hopefully things are kind of eventually settling down. Do you see the road ahead being kind of going back to the live events or is it a little bit of a blend of, of what you've been doing the last year or, you know, what's, what does that look like for you guys? I, I hope that live events will come back and, you know, I know you do live events as well. There's something magical about getting people into a room and just allowing yeah. them to focus on themselves. I've been a part of numerous different online events and summits uh, that I was supposed to speak live at, but obviously they all went to online. We even contemplated hosting our 2021 event online uh, and decided not to, uh, so yes, I hope that things go back to live events. Definitely there would be a hybrid model, um, if not fully online, but again, I don't like to put my hope in the what if, so it's, you know, planning with what we can use and, and work with right now. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, shift gears to sh- social media for a second. Um, what, like, what have you seen or like how, how, what have you done to, I guess, what, what, what has worked for you to gain traction, to build a tribe, to build a, a following of people who like hang on your every word on social? What's been your secret to that? Yeah. Um, the, the online world is always shifting and pivot. Like it is so, it so evolves all the time and same with social media platforms. Sometimes it's easier to build an audience when they start up and, and sometimes it's, it's harder when they get seasoned, kind of like Instagram, it's mm-hmm. been out there for what, seven years now. And so, but the foundations for everything for me has always been allowing people get to, to get to know me. Like, yes, you know, I have a brand, I have offers, but people need to know, like, and trust who you are, right? Like that's foundations of marketing. And so just always allowing people into the brand story, who you are, what you're doing. And, you know, to be honest, that's how my fitness business started uh, way back in 2011. I was a dental hygienist. I had no plans of ever being an online fitness coach. When I was learning how to actually transform the body and get fit for a woman, I was like, oh my God, like more women have to understand this, that it's not the Activia yogurt and the healthy subs at Subway (laughs) to to, to get fit. Um, And so sharing my journey um, through the process of fitness cultivated an audience and so much demand for people to want to work with me that I started a side hustle that turned into a full-time thriving income um, and giving up my previous career. And so the foundation of that is always just allowing people to get to know me, um, you know, the vulnerable sides, the strong sides, uh, because with where social media is now, I mean, it, it's, it's always been a competition for the past five or six years. Like it's so, so, so saturated, but you break that competition by allowing people to get to understand who you are and they want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of my messaging to my clients lately of people who are moving into the online space and are confused on how to grow an audience and authority. 
you know, because the offline space, a lot of it had to maybe do with convenience or referrals, um, that type of thing, if, if they're doing in-person local stuff. But in the online space, people have choices, yeah. like people can shop around. And so if they're following you and they like you, they're going to want to work with you. It's not just your offer. It's who you are. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's such good advice. So dental hygienist into fitness pro, like what, how did that, how did that come about? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I was a dental hygienist. Um, and it's funny, I'd always wanted to be a dental hygienist since like grade three. I don't know why. And so spent most of my life working towards this career. Uh, and I get into it and within six months, I immediately knew like nine to five was not for me. And I questioned like, oh my God, like, is this all there is? Like, I Mm. cannot do this for the rest of my life and fell into quite a big depression. And then this is where I found fitness because I heard it, you know, boost your mood and all that good stuff for us. Um, Found fitness. And since I'm a very goal oriented person, I wanted to have a purpose for it. So I found fitness competitions and, you know, this is back in 2009 when Facebook is really just coming up. YouTube was very green and I started sharing my journey you know, creating content on social media, which was not uh, like it is now. And so that gained traction and following. And, you know, I don't know where these people came from, but they started following me. And then I started helping people for free and realizing it was taking up most of my time, but I was so passionate about it. I had a friend who said she, uh, who offered to make me a website. And I was like, sure, I'll start up a website and offer some online coaching. And within 30 days, I had replaced my dental hygiene income. Wow. But I had spent two years building that audience before I actually created the offer. Um, unfortunately, people nowadays don't really have that luxury of building the audience for a couple of years. Uh, but the audience is what will drive everything within the business. So yeah. audience growth should always be a huge priority. So that was how that started. And, and then it just evolved from there. And I knew nothing about business. Like business coaches were not out there. Podcasts were not available like they are now. And I was really just flying by the seat of my pants. And got very burnt out four years in about 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I actually really started learning about funnels and automation and actually all the, all the tools to actually run an online business because I was just doing it like very green and manually up until that point. So you got burnt out from just all the, like the grind and hustle of like the manual stuff. Oh, big time, big time. I mean, in the online space, you can scale it quite fast because of your reach and your availability to do group stuff and all, all that fun stuff. But if you don't have the systems and the automation and the processes and, you know, some automatic lead gen at some point in your business, it's going to get very tough. Yeah, totally. So how do you go from fitness pro where everyone's coming to you for like body transformation stuff to making the transition to, oh, I can actually help you with your business or your social media presence. What did that transition look like? Yeah. So I actually had went back to school for holistic nutrition. So I got into the holistic world after the massive body transformation space, because I realized that can be detrimental if you're not supporting the internal environment. And so going back to school and getting into a classroom with a bunch of wellness and, and holistic coaches and realizing that they didn't know anything about social media, branding, marketing themselves, and them struggling to get their business going. I kind of like my fitness business, I started helping a lot of them for free and realized that, oh, not all business owners know this stuff. And so started coaching some of them on the side, 
Joe and I met each other in 2016 and it was like fate from a business perspective and, and mindset and ideologies. And in 2017, us launching a business together to help fit pros with their business. So yeah. it was honestly just experience um, getting into networks and realizing that I had value uh, and just growing it out that way. That's awesome. And was there, was there a moment where you're like, should I be doing this? Like, can people actually pay me for this? Like, did you have that imposter syndrome, that internal dialogue at all? And if so, how did you, how did you get through that? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I work with a lot of people starting their business, uh, their, their, their business from the beginning and, and having a lot of that imposter syndrome. And when I started my fitness business, there was none of that because I never intended to start the business. It just happened accidentally, I say. Mm -hmm. Now, when I switched from fitness coach to business coach, wow, that was a whirlwind of a lot of internal shifts and mindset work. I think the biggest um, hardship for me with that was, I think I had 25,000 followers on Instagram at the time and very good engagement, like solid lead generation from an organic perspective, switching my messaging and my Instagram going dead for six months. Like, crickets. And so I'm thinking, what am I doing? Where did everybody go? Am I making the wrong mistake? But like, I kept putting out content. I kept putting out content. And then in about the six week or six month mark, that snowball really just started to take its effect um, because of all that previous work. Hmm. Um, so yeah, imposter syndrome for sure. Especially, you know, working with business owners, questioning do I know more than they know? Cause you know, you see someone in business and you think they just have it all together, but you know, everybody has their limitations. And so it was yeah. really just understanding my ideal client and, and having a lot of those conversations and really just seeing my value. So you pivot your messaging, which naturally some people are like, what are you doing now? Like yeah. a similar thing happened with me on my YouTube channel. Cause for years I've been like fitness and health. And now I'm starting to talk about business and marketing. And I was like, I don't think this is the right audience. And so that didn't go too well, but you kept at it. And it's like, was there just like this inner knowing that that was the right thing for you to do, even though you're going to start to lose some of those people perhaps? Yeah, definitely. I, um, I always get this internal knowing or this sensation, um, to want to evolve or pivot and there's always resistance, right? And it's like yeah. this little voice inside you that keeps getting louder and louder. And it's not that I didn't love fitness anymore, but my coaching for it, or even the holistic side, the passion was falling away and my passion for business was growing. And I was talking with people more about business. And so I just knew that that was the natural process. Um, but yeah, it was a, a lot more, it was harder than I thought it would be. And, um, you know, what I even tell my clients who are even starting out with growing their audiences or getting a message out is, is, is that consistency and that repetition. And, and when you go and change your message, you have to understand, like people put you in a box. They're like, well, this is Yuri and this is what I'm used to seeing. And this is what he's known for. And then you go outside of that box and start talking about something different. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they're your ideal client. Maybe they're not, but people, the trust factor for that other topic just isn't there. So people step back and they're like, well, what is happening here? And it's just that repetitive messaging that people form that next box around you of, of this is what they talk about and this is what they do and the type of content that they put out. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, you talked about kind of like this, this inner knowing. Uh, a lot of people that I've spoken with on the show as well as other people in our space, like there's just a high level of self-awareness that a lot of good leaders have about themselves and like trusting their gut being able to follow that into like that intuition. 
Is that something you've developed over time? Is that something you've been able to listen to from a very young age? What does what that journey look like? Yeah, I definitely, my intuitive uh, muscle, we can call it, really started in my 20s. Um, when I started my fitness business, it was solely run from intuition, basically, because I didn't know anything about business and business coaches weren't really out there. Um, I found the more logic I was learning, I stopped listening to my intuition and would almost trump myself from a mental perspective. Uh, but when I listen to myself, it is always point, points me in the right direction. And this internal voice, it always starts to get loud. And I always find like when I'm coming into a state of evolution or wanting to shift or pivot or do something different, it usually causes me more pain to stay where I'm at than to make that leap and, and go into that evolution. And that's how I always know I'm in the right direction is if, if I'm just not enjoying what I'm doing and if I'm not passionate about it, if I'm not highly creative, which I am, um, because I'm choosing to run a business. So I want to, you know, love every moment of it and be passionate and feel like I'm actively involved in it every moment of the day. And if, if that's not there, then I know it's time to evolve to something else. Yeah. And so even though the, the perceived pain of change is there, the fear, the doubt, all that kind of stuff in your mind, staying where you are is infinitely more painful. Thus, like you move forward. Yeah, I have to, I, I guess you can call me highly empathetic as well. Um, even for myself, like if, yeah, I hate, I, I very much dislike being in a space where I'm not fully there and fully myself, um, whether that's with coaching or whether that's with marketing or, you know, creating an offer, like I have to be hundred percent connected to it or else that magic and that spark just doesn't come through. Like, yeah. I think, you know, like when you're on, like you're on, um, and I hate not being on. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you like, what lights within what you do now, like within day-to-day -day activities, like what lights you up the most? And what do you like the least? Yeah. Um, I, this is going to sound like a fluffy answer and we'll get more tangible, but I love showing people a potential bigger than themselves. Um, a lot of people have doubt. A lot of people have low self-confidence. A lot of people can look around and think, oh, that's nice for them, but it's not for me. Um, but allowing people to see the path and the system to follow to get to where they want to be, that's what I absolutely love. Um, so I'm very systems-based. I'm very goal-based, uh, very much, uh, yeah, systems, process, goal-based. And I love doing that with people and just inching them forward towards where they want to be. Yeah. And so on a day-to-day -day basis, is that you kind of architecting systems or is that you kind of more on the teaching side? What is, yeah. what does that look like for you? It's, it's both. I love, and I always, especially with marketing, people, people don't understand that marketing is giving so much value that people just see you as that value where they want mm -hmm. to pay you for that. And so whether I'm on a podcast talking or, you know, creating social media content or on my own podcast or with a client being uh, showing up for service with people and helping and teaching, guiding people forward. That's what I absolutely love. Um, just getting my voice out there. Yeah. And what's the one thing you hate the most or dislike the most, I should say. Uh, from a mindset perspective, lack of clarity from an action perspective, um, being too much in the back end. Yeah. Admin ops, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the tag for this? And oh, yeah, yeah, forget that. Yeah. So what do you do to get more clarity? Cause that's obviously super important. Do you have a process for that? Yeah. Um, a lot of auditing. Um, so 
auditing where I'm spending my time, you know, and, and doing like, you know, we, we love, love doing seven day audits. I do them all the time. Like where am I enjoying spending my time? Where am I not enjoying spending my time gaining clarity that way? Um, always going through like ideal client sheets is my business set up and am I targeting and am I coaching the people that I really want to coach? Um, and a lot of conversations with Joe, cause we're in business together. Um, we go for a lot of walks and walks always seem to bring the clarity. Yeah. It's amazing. Oxygen it's running yeah. through. Yeah. It's so good. And you talked about being like very goal oriented. Uh, are you the type of person that sets really ambitious goals and you're like, like, you know what, if we get close, that's good enough. Or do you, are you more kind of step-by-step step, more realistic quote unquote? Yeah, definitely ambitious goals. Um, even in fitness, uh, like for fitness competition, there's regional, provincial, national, um, international shows. And when I found out what an IFBB pro was, I was like, that, that's what I'm going for. And I hadn't even done my first regional show. And I just knew yeah. like, that's what I wanted to do. When I, when I take something on, I want to do it with excellence. And I want to see as far as I can get with that. Um, awesome. And I, and I love with goals, like just what's the formula? What's that formula? Um, but it's interesting because with being so goal and ambitious driven, I chased a lot of achievement. And Joe and I are in a place now, especially the past year of like, how do we create fulfillment within all of this achievement? Um, because I remember it was at the end of 2019, we had our biggest income year, but it was the most stressful. Um, life kind of got out of alignment. And I was like, put the brakes on. <laughs> it's like, we're not creating an income goal for 2020. We're creating fulfillment goals um, and ensuring that life is balanced and that we are feeling good in every moment of whatever we're creating. Yeah, that's huge. So how do you, when you're setting goals and let's say you don't, because I've set so many goals that I haven't achieved, right? It's like, maybe I shot a little bit too high, but at least I got close. How do you deal with that gap? How do you deal with the, well, I didn't quite get there. Yeah. I mean, I would rather, you know, shoot for the stars and land on the moon type of thing. Um, and definitely go higher than what I would think. But I mean, if, if I didn't have a goal, maybe hire the coach, figure out what went wrong, where was the, the breakdown within that process and just kind of take it apart and figure out, you know, let's say if it's to fill a certain program, well, was it the audience size? Was it the messaging? Was it the, the positioning of the offer? Um, was it the lead gen? Like there's all sorts of different, especially in business, because it is so process driven, mm -hmm. you're able to break it down like that. Yeah. And then fulfillment wise, how do you know when you feel fulfilled? Like what is, what is the thing you're doing or how are you being to, to make you feel like that? Yeah. So for me, it's defining what are my values in life. Uh, so definitely like family and relationships, my own health and fitness, my own personal skill development. And then there's obviously the business side of things and making sure that I'm setting goals for all of that. And that on a weekly basis, all of those goals are at least being touched and balanced. I used to not believe in balance in life, but my life got so out of balance that I had to learn to find that. Um, Cause I got to the point where I was like, what am I chasing? Like, what am I trying to create here? Um, and a lot of it was very external. Um, yeah. So, so I've very much turned to my internal world um, and to create uh, balance in my external. So, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like the body has, you know, homeostasis. It's always trying to achieve and yes. Some people talk about like balance. Other people talk about integration, whatever. I, I think it's the same thing. I, like, I mean, at some level, you just have to say, all right, I'm going to take a little bit of time off or I'm going to go chill or I'm going to take care of myself. Do you have daily, like a specific self-care routine or daily habits that you focus, like that help you focus on you and really allow yourself to fill your cup? 
Yeah. Um, my mornings for sure. Um, and definitely my evenings too. My mornings I'm out for a morning walk like every day, uh, which is new for me this year. And I'm reframing my relationship with winter. Um, cause I can't travel it's fresh this and invigorating, fresh and invigorating. Yes. yes. Um, we go away a lot in the winter and we can't right now just because of uh, obligations with Joe's kids and we can't quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Uh, but definitely getting outside first thing in the morning, um, fresh breath of oxygen and, you know, clearing my head and listening to some personal development uh, just to ground myself for the day. Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you an early morning riser? Um, not super early. I'm like a 6 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I, cool. I spend like half an hour with my cats and like looking over my day and then I'm up and out the door. Nice. And uh, I'm enjoying the sunrises lately. They're getting earlier and earlier, which is nice. It's, uh, sunrises in Toronto and around the Golden Horseshoe is pretty, there's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. In case um, you guys haven't visited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For those listening gonna, and watching. Yeah. I was going to say in my evenings too, um, definitely like a wind down. I love taking baths at night. Something that's just going to clear my head and stop me from thinking. I live in my head a lot. Mm -hmm. So whether it's and getting that breath of fresh air or taking a bath, um, listening to a book, something that's going to get me out of my head. Yeah. How do you find the balance of, because we're so growth oriented a lot of times, the balance of like consuming, like just more and more information and growing versus just allowing space to, to create and just be there. Uh, yeah. So how do you find that balance of like, consuming to grow but also having the space to just be and also then creates yeah um yeah we talk about that a lot joe and i between like consuming and creating and and i even have to catch myself like like if i end up too much in my head or i'm spinning or too many ideas and i can't ground them to actually create then i know it's almost time for a detox so I'll do podcast detox, social media detox, like unfollow some people, um, not read a book, not consume anything and just ground myself uh, because it's, I love that we have so many resources and we have so many awesome people and shows like this that we can cons consistently learn. But sometimes with too much information, we just end up overwhelmed. Yeah. So it's, it's really like checking in with yourself and asking yourself, like, is this actually benefiting me right now? Or is it inhibiting me from doing what I need to do? Yeah. It's like information obesity. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's, it's interesting because like what I said, when I started my fitness business, I was running from intuition, just, you know, what was needed at the, you know, I find myself tapping out for time here or looking to save time there and minutely changing things in my business to increase efficiency and then when all this information about business came out and all these business coaches and all this information, it actually confused me because I stopped <laughs> listening to myself and like really looking at my business of what it needed. Uh, so yeah, information can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy. That, no, that's so, that's so true. Like it, and this is where you have to really know yourself. And again, a fine line between like knowing yourself, but also knowing yourself in the sense that like, you don't know what to do to get to the next stage and who's that one person, not like, 50 people, but the one person to hopefully show you the way that, and that's not an easy line to navigate. So no, it's, yeah. um, I think that comes with, with evolution and maturity as we go through it. Right. Yeah. You just have to be super self-aware, um, yeah. and, and working on the development of yourself. I think, you know, your, your business and your life only grows as much as you grow. So we put yeah. a lot of focus on just developing ourselves and our own skills and our own awareness. Yeah. That's awesome. Sarah, this has been awesome. So we've covered, I feel like we've covered so much ground in like 28 minutes or so. Thank you. 
Um, what is the best place for the viewers and listeners to follow you online? Yeah, come find me on Instagram. It's my favorite platform, sarah.fennel. Uh, I also, also have a podcast as well called The Fulfillment Project. Um, we talk about a lot of different things, mostly being a business owner, but yourself as a business owner as well and how to develop that. Awesome. Guys, check it out. Subscribe. Uh, we'll link up to that in the show notes. Sarah Fennel, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure as always. Have an amazing time. Say hi to Joe. Thank you so much. I will. Thank you, Yuri. Thank you for joining us on The Coach's Corner. If you didn't know, inside of our private Facebook group, The Healthpreneur Hub, Yuri's show, The Coach's Corner, happens live every single morning with one goal, to help you grow your health business. If you want to hear more of The Coach's Corner, then click the link in the show notes to join The Healthpreneur Hub on Facebook for free. And if you want to know the four-step system that predictably fills a health business with qualified, ready-to-buy clients, we want to send you an invite to our free online masterclass. You can find that masterclass at healthpreneurgroup.com slash show or by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Healthpreneur Show with Yuri Okine.